Welcome to Robin and Joa Save the World, one book at a time, a spoiler-free podcast brought to you by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. If you like what you hear, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy the show. Encore episode. Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa podcast. How are you doing today, Joa? Uh, well, well, you know, I'm feeling a little dookie-ish, but other than that, I'm good. You? I'm doing okay. Joa had her, can I say why you feel? Yeah. 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 Joa got her booster, which is so exciting. Yes, it is. I'm excited for it. Uh, I was more excited yesterday when I did it. Today, not so much because I feel like crap. <laughs> Do you have but, a fever yeah. or you feel tired? or? Yeah, yeah, achy, fever, you know. Oh, fever too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I just want to go lay down, but we're going to have this chat because this yes, is fun. Yeah. And we are going to talk about, we have to tell the people, Joa how you're doing what is the status of mrs frenchie's evil ring and the six months that changed everything dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so because of work um the week is kind of like shot but the good thing is that last week was a long weekend um, for me so i was able this was amazing and i felt a little um uh, celebratory and, and very proud of myself as well. So last weekend, I put in 6,000 rewrite words on on the book. And um, I was like, wow. Wow. Nothing, yeah, nothing like sitting on the chair and telling myself, I am not coming out of that chair until I'm done with these rewrites. And yeah, so I, I made myself do that. Yeah. And this is a middle grade book. So that's probably about 10% mm -hmm. of your whole work. Yes, yes, yes. Because of the so the word count for this one, I am, I am close to the 35,000 word mark. I'm an underwriter. And for mm. those that don't know what that means, that means that when when I first draft things is very, it's it's a low word count, because I just I get the gist of it, I get the dialogue out. And then I go back and add certain sensory informations to ground the reader in, in that in that scene. And then I go back and plug that in and then just rework the dialogue just to make sure that it's tailored to that character because I don't want all the characters to sound the same. Um, that would be a big no-no. So mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, so I'm I'm like close to 35,000 and the range for this book is 35 to 40. That's usually the range for a middle grade oh, book. Oh, perfect. So Excellent. You're almost, right there. Almost there, Robin. Almost there. So, Joa, I'm an <laughs> underwriter too. What ah, is it? Good. Yeah. What is it that you tend to leave out? Do you leave out like descriptions of people or do you leave out descriptions of places or what kind of things do you tend to avoid on your first drafts? descriptions of places that's that's for sure and um when i was when i was going through the mfa we, you, you have to you have to look at each other's work a lot and provide um constructive feedback to the students in your class and that's something that was very consistent um uh, when it comes to the feedback that i got from my uh, fellow classmates and that was like i feel like i'm walking in a blank page you know i'm walking into a blank page so um but it was like, but the dialogue is great. You you are great at dialogue, you know. And 
Um, and, and then the action is good, but it's like, where am I? You know? <laughs> okay. I have had verbatim the same thing said about my writing. Exactly. Great dialogue, but where yeah. are we? <laughs> where are we? Yeah. Where are we? What time oh, is it? What, you yes. know, ground us. I need some grounding here. Yes. So, so yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so once I go back through it, you know, um, then, then it adds, it adds a few more words. So that's, that's, how I know, like with this four day weekend, I got very close to, to the end for, for this final rewrite that I'm doing. And then after that, it will just be looking at dialogue again, uh, because I just want to make sure that Isla sounds like Isla, you know, each character sounds like, like themselves. And um, perfect. Yeah. We are going to see this book in early 2022. I feel we like or are. Yes. It's exciting. Yes. It is exciting. Well, you know, Joa, one solution for having trouble describing locations Ooh, is what to is write it? a book about a location, which is what I did. <laughs> what a great idea. So in my book, Don't Drink the Bathroom Water, I figure you already know we're talking about Ireland. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do describe certain aspects of Ireland. That is for sure. And that book is available now. Don't Drink the Bathroom Water, available on Amazon. Yes. And cute book cover, by the way. I'm such a book cover person. Oh, I can't you. help but say that. Yeah, I like the book cover. Who made your book cover? I know you said it before, but tell us again. Ooh. I'm sorry. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Uh, and it was I a fellow know. author that we interviewed, right? Not for this cover, for other no? covers. Oh, other okay. Covers. Okay. Yeah. I know you, you said that you went to, because <gasps> remember we were it? talking about 99 uh, designs and how that didn't work oh, for I you. Oh, I went there. Yeah. Um, but then you went to, was it Amari? You went to someone else and they they did it for you, the Lucas Rathbone um, author? No, she did other covers for me, but not the not this cover. Not that one? Oh, okay. Because no. ah. I, I didn't know she did covers when I had this cover done. Gosh, golly, Joe, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> Let me think about that. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yes. Mine yes. is blank. Friends, <laughs> as we talk right now, I am in deep and profound hope of snow, but unfortunately, uh -huh. the weather will not at all cooperate. It is six Celsius. That's like 43, 44, mm. 45 mm. Fahrenheit. Now, to be honest, that is typical weather for the winter in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I just want snow. I want snow. It Have you seen on Instagram, Joa? It's like everybody but us has snow. No. <laughs> You feeling left out out there? I feel so sad. I just want a nice <laughs> dusting. That's all we ever get anyway in Ireland is just a nice dusting. But it's so festive, isn't it, for Christmas uh, and for oh, it's so cozy. I didn't know that. So is it mostly like um, that that cold kind of rain that you get over there? Ah, uh, well, the, the temperatures are mild year round, so they don't fluctuate a lot between summer and winter, which is kind of mm. awesome. Uh but yeah, a lot of rain in Ireland is mist more than ah, like heavy rain, okay. um, which is really nice because mist like waters your plants, but it doesn't mm -hmm. flood, you know, so it's mm -hmm. really kind of cool. But we have had some, yeah, some heavier rain recently, which I also love. And I love the light. Ireland is one of those places where in the fall, the light is golden all the time. Oh. 
Oh, with, so nice. So pretty. I mean, we don't get a lot of it because it gets very dark very early because we're north, so far north. Yeah. But it's so pretty when it's light out. And Aww. I just, I love everything about fall and winter in Ireland completely. And spring. Fall, winter, spring, love. Summer, deep depression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a summer person, and it doesn't get hot here. So, <laughs> oh, does it get yeah. humid though, like down south in the United no, States? No, 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 not at all. Not okay. at all. Not terribly, like a teeny bit, but nothing, nothing, nothing like. Okay, not the stickiness. Yeah, because Florida yeah. is like a sticky, sweet. Yes, fun. Yes. yes. I did not uh, do well in that. Yeah. No, me neither. I did not. Mm -hmm. I told my sister, I was like, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to come see me because this is not gonna work out between us. <laughs> So you're in the perfect climate for yourself because dry yes. and warm. It's dry and warm. Yeah. Perfect. Friends, yeah, if you don't yeah. know, Joa lives in El Paso, Texas, which is mm -hmm. really far south in Texas. Yes. And, south of the border. Ooh. And it's warm year round. I mean, really, pretty much mm -hmm. you're warm year round. Yeah. Do you ever get snow? Do you have any, any possibility yeah. of snow? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> so um, last year we didn't uh my mind is a little shot too right now but i don't think so last year we didn't um so the locals uh, are saying that maybe this year we will because of that and um and then you know so the last time that we were recording it got really like creepy cold here for which was really weird uh, when you have to put like an actual proper jacket i was like yeah it's it's abnormally cold in el paso um, so maybe that's a sign that we're going to get uh, some snow this winter. Yay. <laughs> but what I love is that people don't know how to drive in the snow here. So usually um, <laughs> we have a few hours, you know, that we can stay home until the city figures it out uh, yes. before we go into work. So that's, you know, that's a, a bit you of a, you know, a break. snow day. You get yes. a snow day. Yay. Oh, yeah. Like I'm back in school. Yes. <laughs> What is not to love about a snow day? That I know. And getting uh, snowed in, you know. <gasps> Have you yeah. ever physically actually been snowed in? Yes, in Massachusetts. So, oh, funny story. Let me tell you this story. I have some tell me. Stories. Okay. So, um, my sister and I, you know, immigrated from the Dominican Republic. We know nothing about nothing. Um and um, I bounced back from Brooklyn, New Jersey, and then finally in Massachusetts. And, um, and and we didn't know about snow days. We didn't know that there was a channel that you go to to see if the, you know, if the buses were going to show up or whatnot. So legit, my sister and I pushed the door open, um, the outside door of the, of, of the building, because, you know, we lived in, in the projects. And, um, and we walked to the bus stop. And we had to pick up our feet because the, the snow was all the way um, by our knees. And we picked up our feet and then just just doing that that walk as if we're in a in space, you know, um, it was that bad. And then we stood there waiting. Um, no one told us anything. You know, we was just looking at one another. Uh, the bus never came. And eventually we figure out, you know, how that works out when it's a snow day. And um, yeah. So that's a story. Until this day, my sister and I still talk about that day where we had to walk like um, gigantic snowmen through <laughs> the, the snow in Massachusetts. <laughs> and you're probably like little kids, so it's yeah. probably really, really deep. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. We didn't know any better, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the defrosting. Remember, because I know you lived in Massachusetts. The whole defrosting is what hurts. 
you know, when you when you get back into a warm place. Oh, after, yeah. Yeah. And it's like oh, thawing yeah. out. It's painful for me. It is painful. People don't realize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When frostbite starts. <laughs> Yeah. And then you go inside and uh -huh. you think you're going to relax and feel better. No, it no. really hurts. Yeah. And it hurts like deeply. It hurts like burning on the skin level. Yeah. And it hurts like inside too. Like yeah. your bones hurt. Yeah. Um, and, and little needles. Did you get painful. that needly kind of? Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, and it takes a while. And it's the kind <laughs> of pain that like brings tears to your eyes. You yeah. can't think about other things. It's really yeah. painful. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's my youth. That's if you ask me for like the one most common experience of my youth, it would be that. Yeah. Ima yeah. Imagine, you know, my sister and I coming from the tropics, from the Caribbean, literally, Ooh, you know, into yeah. that. You're like, wow, what a shock, man. That that thing That's, was crazy. That's a shock. That's a that slap in the face. That must have been a little disheartening, <laughs> frankly. I mean, it sure is because you, you don't hear horrified? you don't hear about that you know yeah. you don't hear about that in the island everybody talks great things you know how great it is the opportunities and all of that but no one gets into the details of the weather um transportation system you know how you have to wait for buses nobody tells you any of that you know they yeah. just talk about the great stuff so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like when i moved to florida see okay so all that's to know all that frostbite I thought, oh, brilliant. You know, I'll move to Florida. It'll be perfect because Florida is like vacation and mm -hmm, happy and mm -hmm. sunshine and joy. Disney. Disney. <laughs> no, nobody talks about your regular afternoon thunderstorm where, yeah. oh my God, it is like three feet of rain all in within half an hour and there's lightning. I never saw lightning in like eight places in the sky before at one time. <laughs> and you can see the strikes go right to the ground. The lightning is so crazy. Close. Ooh. And no one talks about, you know, so if you happen to be out driving during one of those wonderful little <laughs> after every afternoon in the summer, by the way, every single afternoon um, that, there's so much water in the street that your car will mm -hmm. either float, which is mm -hmm. terrifying <laughs> and can happen very suddenly from a dry road to a floating. Yeah. That's terrifying. But also that you can lose your brakes or your steering yeah. because there's so much water underneath. Oh my Ooh, God. Did that anyway. happen to you? Did you float yes. it in your car? Oh, that is so scary. All of that has happened to me. And in fact, oh. like, <laughs> yeah. So you just try to stay <laughs> indoors for that time, but it's a major transit time too. It always happens around rush hour. <laughs> of course. Everything happens during that time. Yeah. And the bugs. Like Yes. The bugs. Oh, don't keep Joa. your mouth open in Florida, man. You get <laughs> the bugs. And they're so big. They're so yes. big. It's like they work out and they're on steroids. It's yes. horrible. Yeah. Everywhere. They're they coming are. in your house. <laughs> yeah. I was I'm not prepared sorry. at all for Florida and had stars in my eyes. But, you know, there's, I'm sure there's good and bad everywhere. Yes. Like, I'm sure there is something bad about Ireland. I haven't found it yet, but I'm sure <laughs> probably it is somewhere. I don't know what it is. But um, no, but in reality, there, there's good and bad about every single place. Yeah. El Paso. So generally, what is winter like in El Paso, Texas? 
It's it's very mild. So it's it's mild to where you can have a light jacket, not like a proper, you know, snow coat like in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, and but it, so the thing is that people don't see like cold cold weather over here. So as soon as it turns like 40 or 50, you see um a lot of people putting on their snow boots because they know that the cold that's just going to get. And, you know, for me, that's a little yeah. funny because I know what cold really is. And, oh, by yeah. the way, I was stationed in Wisconsin before I came over here. So I know what cold is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then to see it here, you know, it's like, okay, is that really that cold? But okay. Okay. We're in El Paso. So, yeah. Okay. You went from Wisconsin. Yes. Wow. Yes. To and the I south moved, of Texas. Wow. I moved in the in the hottest month uh, when I came when I came from Wisconsin. So I'm coming from like 60, 70 degree weather, summer in Wisconsin, and it was um it was humid. And then I came into it was late July, almost August, and then I came into El Paso, which is the hottest summer, 110 degree weather. And we had a U-Haul with us and we had to unpack it so we can return the U-Haul, Robin. And that was, I thought we was going to pass out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like yeah. seriously. Yeah. 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 Three of us, my husband, my son and me unpacking that U-Haul. Yeah. yeah. No bueno, no bueno. No but you bueno. know, we did no. it. <laughs> Did you drive? So you drove from Wisconsin all yeah, the way. We sure did. Yeah, okay. I drove with my son and my husband drove the U-Haul by himself. And the whole time I was like holding on to the armrest because my son just got his license. So, yeah. Yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like, very... don't kill us. <laughs> Oh my God. A lot of praying going on. I'm imagining. Yes. yes. I had the rosary out and everything. That's yes. right. Yes. <laughs> Several rosaries. <laughs> oh my God. But that like Texas, you know, is such a, you know, I mean, I know it you sure know, is. is such a gigantic, ginormous state. I have heard, I don't know if this is accurate, but I've heard that four of Ireland would the Texas is so large, it's like four times the size of Ireland. Isn't that I amazing? I believe it. Yeah, I In believe just one it. State, that's amazing. Yeah, it's huge. So you, you don't you don't leave the state. Like it takes, I forgot how many days to to go across the, the whole state. And you cross time zones too. So yes. What's, what's, yeah, it's very weird. Yes. So you drove, you got in in Wisconsin. How many days did, is that like two, three days? That's like mm -hmm. a long drive. Three days? That was three days, yeah, because we yeah. slept at hotels uh, too, and we had the puppies with us and the cat, and the cats don't travel well. I mean, so oh yeah, yeah, the cats don't do well in in car rides. The puppies yeah. they love a good car ride, but uh, yeah, not the cat. He he pooted on us to show us how much he disliked the ride. Oh, <laughs> poor. was that Lento? That was Lento, yeah, because oh, we didn't have Miss Cotida back then. And poor he, thing. Yeah, he did that spray peeing and then that. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. He was, he was upset, Robin. Ooh, wow. <laughs> he warned us, though. He did the whole wow, you know, that wow thing. And wow. Then, yeah. Okay. And yeah. then how long did it take Lento to calm down once you arrived at your new <laughs> play? A long time. <laughs> A long time. 
<laughs> oh no! He gets some some of those calming chewies uh, that we get from from the the dog store here. Yeah, have a little bit of CBD oil in it so that way he can chillax a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was he was not having it. He was not having it at all. Poor Lindo. I know. Oh, I feel <laughs> they sad for Lindo. suffer when I travel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, golly, I, it's just, okay, so it always intrigues me, you know, when you move from like opposites, do you know what I mean? Because like Wisconsin, north, mm-hmm. very cold, long winter, to El Paso, south, obviously, <laughs> very warm, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of interesting. But El Paso, is that your place, Joa? What do you think? Is that your Oh yeah, like, that's our that's place, place now. Yeah. That's we perfect. bought a home here. So this is this is where I'm gonna retire and stay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. It's nice. I like perfect. it. Perfect. It's a good city with a lot of different it's it's very diverse and, and people don't realize that when it comes to El Paso, but it's very diverse. And we're close to California, which is where my husband is from. So it works out perfectly, you know? Really? You're close to California? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like uh, uh, eight hours. Oh my God. Really? Eight hour drive? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Geography is tricky. <laughs> <laughs> and you're close. You're super close to New Mexico. Oh yeah. That's beautiful place. Away. Yeah. That's oh, like you're we're right, right there. Oh. Yeah. 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 I like New Mexico. I like Santa Fe. I like yeah. House. I like, yeah. Oh, if it wasn't for, you know, the pandemic right now, I would be like, I would have gone to like a wine festival. They have wine festivals in New Mexico. New Mexico has wineries. Um, I don't know if, if people will realize that or know that, but yeah, they have wineries and the wine is pretty good. You know, and beautiful art. Mm-hmm. There are yes. tons of artists who live in New Mexico. It is amazing. All the art, like, mm-hmm. um, what is it called? Like public art, like, um, mm-hmm. like art installations outdoors yeah. and murals yeah. and, oh my God, and art galleries. And also, did you ever go to Meow Wolf? It's a weird no. name. Meow like a cat and then wolf like the I animal. like the name already. What is yeah. it? <laughs> it's a giant art installation. And I think it's either in Santa Fe or just outside of Santa Fe. What? But it is amazing. So you go in and like it's not cheap to enter. So just know that. But like you go in and it's a whole experience. And there's a storyline. And mm. the entire inside of the, I don't want to call it like, it's an art experience. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. It's an art installation, a giant, huge art installation. And when I say huge, think like Ikea big. It's, it's wow. huge. Okay? And you okay. go in and there's like a house inside and there's all these different areas, all these different rooms, all these different parts of the storyline. It Ooh. is amazing. It is amazing. Who is the guy? Who made Meow Wolf? Now I have to look up. Let yeah, me well, tell you, I'm on the I'm on the Google's right now, trying to see. Here's but, Meow Wolf. Oh my God, it came yeah. right up. It knew yeah. I wanted it. There is someone <laughs> about. Let's go to about. Dang. So this is like a a working kind of like art gallery. Like like it's live. It's like things are happening. It's wow. No, this is really nice. Listeners, you guys should go to meowwolf.com and, and go see. It's very Instagrammable. 
too and for those that you know like to take instagram photos oh my god and they're opening one in las or they opened one in las vegas in 2021 and they're what? opening one in denver oh my denver. god i didn't yeah. know that las vegas and denver Ooh, nice oh. And the original is in Santa Fe. It's amazing. The one in Santa Fe is the only one that I've been to, but it was just so inspiring. You know, sometimes, Joe, when you're a writer, you maybe get a little burned out or maybe yeah. you just need to refill your creative well. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, an afternoon at a place like Meow Wolf, it it not only fills refills my creative well, it expands my idea of what is possible because there are a lot of different artists that contributed to Meow Wolf. And you see this beauty and you see there's all these cool things to do. There's cool interactive things with sound, with light. There's also the major overarching storyline of, nice. kind of like what happened. It's sort of like a mystery to figure out a little bit. Um, it's just and it's just so dense and rich and there's kind of like hidden easter eggs and there's little amazing oh, nice. things and mm. but it's just it fills up that creative well it's a wonderful experience so, so anyway. I, i'm looking at their events and they have different artists so does that mean that the installation is changed based on those <sighs> artists is that how that no. works no okay they have one huge like when you go there it's literally like Ikea, the size of Ikea. So it's huge. Mm. It's room if there's a whole house inside, plus other rooms, plus uh, exterior parts. Anyway, <laughs> they have separate, like they have a separate gallery. They have separate other rooms, like meeting rooms. And yeah, it's, it's a huge place. I can't even tell you how big it is. It's ginormous. Ooh. It's a whole day. You could really literally spend a whole day yeah, there. And it's so close. I'm definitely visiting. Oh, you should go. You'll love it. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. The okay. little staycations, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you have those weekends and then just go close by and sightsee. I love doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. How far? Because they said that there's one in Las Vegas and there's one in Denver. But for you, Denver is closer than Las Vegas, I think. Is that is true? it? I thought it was um I thought it was Las Vegas. I guess Las Vegas is closer than if you're farther west. Yeah. 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 Well, I need oh to check God. it out and see. Don't get me to lie. I'm bad when it comes to maps and all that Texas stuff. is so huge, I get confused. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. I just know so the something that El Paso is known for is just how we're kind of like this little trifecta of Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona. And, um, you know, and then you're, th those are the things that you're close to. And then once you pass Arizona, then you're right there in, in California and in Southern California. So, wow. Yeah. But I've never gone. We are though, because this is something that my husband and I talked about was going to Las Vegas. I've never been to Las Vegas. Me either. Never. Okay, good. Okay. Me either. Never. Not one time. I've never I feel bad whenever I say it, you know, because people are like, no. what? You've never been? I've never been in the state of Nevada, and I've never been in the state of California. No. Never. Not I've one time. California. Just not Nevada. Um, yeah, California. Is, that, that traffic, though, in California always gets me. I can't do it. I just, I can't. It's too much traffic. We, we stayed in the same spot for legit two hours. <gasps> um, yeah, no, that's not going to work out. <laughs> Joa, what? my bladder is not that big. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I can't Love it. That. We're like twins. I am telling you. And that's something that gets 
it gets on my husband's nerves when when we do road trips, and that is because he knows I have a, a baby bladder. Oh That's my what he God. calls it. We and are I have the to same. Stop. Yeah, we I have are to the stop. same. Every single hour, Joa. If I yeah. can even go an hour, <laughs> I know. Every single hour. We have to stop. Your husband and my husband should form a support group. <laughs> they should. They should. For writers with small bladders. <laughs> That's right. For husbands of writers with small bladders who talk about books all the time. <laughs> Pobrecitos. Yeah. I know, right? Pobrecitos. But... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, but, but that is yeah. so funny. So I either have to dehydrate myself, which is not very safe. Yes. And I don't like to do that yes. when I go on road trips because then I'm I'm really thirsty. And, you, you know, I drink like eight cups of water as soon as I wake up just to refresh myself. Yeah. And um, when I go to, on road trips, it kills me because I know I cannot drink my water. And coffee sometimes is iffy because that got, goes right through me as well. And it's like, yeah, it's just it's very uncomfortable. Um yeah situation <laughs> yeah they need to design something don't you wish in the car yeah there was like some kind of can we have a potty in the car funnel or something yeah. that you could like i'm sorry i'm sorry for people listening but this is really one of the dreams of my life <laughs> some kind of portable thing that goes with you so you can go everywhere and oh, never worry about that robin let me tell you you know what i should post a picture on instagram so in the army, because, you know, sometimes we go on convoys and convoys are very long. You you can't stop for obvious reasons. And um, we have those things for, for women, um, <gasps> which is, yeah, you, it's, it's like a cup that it's almost like, I don't know if I'm describing it correctly. It's like a spigot that it is easy for you to kind of like find um, a bottle somewhere and then just, you know, it'll go straight in there oh, as opposed to you making a mess. Is it like a funnel? Yes. Kind of oh like God. that. Yeah. That goes down there and you're able to do it on the fly. And I was issued one of those for one of my deployments. Can you, can you get issued one for Robin? <laughs> <laughs> or two or three? I should go ask for a double issue. I know. Oh be like, oh, I have a soldier that needs it, but you know, she's in Ireland right now. <laughs> wow. Okay. First of all, I love, I love that with my whole heart and soul. Second of all, I wish that was just issued to women. Just like I wish, yeah. like if you when you go to buy gas at a gas station, they yeah. would just give that out. <laughs> yeah, free. everywhere. Yeah. You know how Miley comfortable that, that makes. Yeah, long rides. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my god! And I imagine some of those rides are a bit bumpy. Which yes, ooh, is and like you know really bad. when you're holding on, right? Yes, yes. Any bump is like it destroys <laughs> your entire life. You know. <laughs> And, and my my husband be laughing, but I tell him it's no, it's not funny. This is it's a serious funny. matter. This yeah. is a very serious matter. This I'm is like, I shift to one cheek, Robin, so that way. The <laughs> oh my god, this is a very special podcast. <laughs> Robin and Joe, uh, save the bladders. world, <laughs> save the world one bladder at a time. <laughs> we literally are sharing a bladder. I think that's how small our bladders are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And I love to go hiking, but yeah. there's a lot of places, beautiful hiking places in Ireland, really beautiful. Oh, I can and imagine. Not, not super steep. So not like, um, you know, it's kind of hiking that most people could do, yeah. um, but there's no, uh, sometimes or often there's no public restroom. Ah. Joa, man. 
<laughs> not even those little plastic porter johns. No, nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. <sighs> That's not very and, good. That's not very considerate. I don't know. I think well, people should prioritize it, bathrooms a little bit I more. think for I younger know. people, it's fine. I think for people <laughs> who aren't disabled, I think it's fine. But, like, I don't have any balance. I, I don't yeah. have any depth perception. So, yeah, um, same, anyway. same. My depth perception is shot. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My husband has this thing where he grabs my, my elbow and he's like, right this way, special agent. Like, I'm like, okay, thank you. I love that so <laughs> he much. He saves me from myself every time. <laughs> I write this way, special agent. I adore that. Your husband is sounding like a really great guy. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say he's that. amazing. He deals with me and all my quirks. And yeah. No, he has the privilege of experiencing yeah. all that is Joa. The amazingness of Joa. Yeah. The amazingness of Joa. Absolutely. The fun, the joy. <laughs> the adventure. Yes. I, listen, I really do believe this. And now I'm going to say something that people listening can actually relate to. <laughs> there's always there's always one tidbit. So I, I really think that people who live with writers and with readers are very lucky, even if they aren't writers or readers themselves. Yeah. Because think of the imagination and the creativity and the ideas and the bigger world that we bring to daily life. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, we're fun. Yes, 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 we, we are. are fun. And we look at things differently. I, I know that happens all the time. My mm -hmm. husband will, uh, you know, will look at a situation and see it one way. And I'll look at a situation and see it maybe mm -hmm. very differently. And it's always kind of fun to discover what the other person sees. I, it sure is. Yeah, that caused a lot of trouble early in our marriage. But... <laughs> And I oh my god! A lot of trouble, Sweet. but uh, yeah. I, <laughs> so but we didn't know that about each other, you know. We each assumed we did that thing, you know. Yeah. We each assumed you see it like I do, I see it like you do. Yeah. There's no disagreement. There's nothing to discuss. Mm, we were young. Yes. <laughs> we were young. We learned. Oh we learned. my god, that is we so learned. weird because it's so it's so same as as what we went through at the beginning of our relationship. It was like. He totally assumed we were like completely in sync with everything. And it was like, I think it was a shock for him. We don't even have the, uh, the, the reasoning behind to say we were young. Cause we weren't young. We're, we're some two old heads that got married later in life, you know? Um, and, um, and, but now he's up to the point where he turns around and looks at me and he was like, I saw this in the TV. Or I saw this in the news or this is happening. What do you think about it? Mm. You know? Because uh, yeah. he, he knows that my opinion is going to be kind of, you know, out there uh, for most of the, you know, most of the time. And he just he wants to gauge to see how I feel about certain things. And and I love it that we have gotten to this place, you know, in our marriage that mm -hmm. um, he can do that because we have some amazing conversations, you know, over that. I, I yeah, I love it. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's yeah. You guys have skills. Those are relationship skills right there. <laughs> That's like a course. You could teach a course. I'm not even kidding. People pay big money for that. But you keep talking about you got married when you were old. You got married at the perfect time, in my yeah. humble opinion, because you were in your 30s. Yeah. I really yeah. think that's I a great 35. time to get married. Yeah. If you're going to get married, as we've discussed in other episodes, 
you don't have to get married, friends. It's okay. But if you are interested in getting married and want to get married and choose to get married, I think 30s is a good time because you know yourself better and you're a little bit more established. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I, was, I was very assertive about what I wanted. Let me just say that. <laughs> well, but you knew yourself too. Like yeah. you knew Joa, you know? Yeah. And I think maybe that's a good foundation for any relationship. Oh, yeah. I do think that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I just had such a light bulb. I said something and then I went, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> that sounds really smart. I should write that down. Make it yeah. into a bumper sticker. Yeah. Bumper sticker. Okay. About half the people listening don't know what that is. <laughs> what is oh, a bumper sticker? Oh, my bad. Okay. Uh, do you guys have that in Ireland? So it's, it's a sticker that goes on the bumper of your vehicle? Or am I not saying, is bumper not the word used over there? uh it's a sticker yeah that you put somewhere on your car maybe mm -hmm. on the boot maybe mm -hmm. yeah yeah but like a like decal sticks kinda. on it yeah 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 you can't put yeah. it on horses right well you could but it would be kind of harmful um, <laughs> on horses oh yeah yeah oh. if that oh. is if that is someone's vehicle you know or a buggy i'm coming from wisconsin remember so it was uh, some people had buggies for their vehicle um, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. The Amish, um, the folks. Amish and they had yes. great markets, by the way. But yeah, that's another story. Yes. <laughs> yes. I used to live uh, for a minute near Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Ah, I know where that is. Many, many Amish friends. And uh, yes, I didn't know that there are many Amish friends in Wisconsin. I was yes. unaware of that. Yes, they're part of the of the market there. There's a market that happens in Toma, Wisconsin. Hey, anybody listening from Toma? Um, and it's on Sundays early in the morning and they sell what they grow. They also sell um, jam and, and things, you know, that they can and things like that. And it's really good and for really good prices. So because I will go from table to table, you know, to kind of gauge the prices mm -hmm. um, and never had to get haggle because I just I felt like it was already um, pretty Such a good discounted. Price. Yeah, I so. love that. I love when you can buy food like directly, you know, mm -hmm. I love farmers markets. I love Same. when you can buy food directly from the people that made it. Like you go to the bakery and you talk to the owner or you mm -hmm. go to a farmer's market. I really, 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 I don't know. And the older I get, and this sounds silly, but the older I get, the more, the more I value that, the more mm -hmm. it means to me. Oh yeah. 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 Growing your yeah. own things, it takes a special skill. So I am completely in awe of anybody that does that, you know, have crops and, and sells them or that's how they feed their family because that's not easy to do yeah. that. Yeah, not at For all. Sure. I tried. For uh, sure. Didn't work out. <laughs> well, I aspire, you know, Ireland, we're very lucky because we have this mild climate, right? And yes. we have kind of a great amount of moisture. Again, mostly mist, as I said before. So I would like to try to grow in the spring I'm going to try to grow. Last year we grew lettuces, we grew tomatoes, Ooh. we grew spinach, we grew something else. Oh, we grew squash, oh, several nice. different types of squash. And that all went well. And when I say we, 
mm, I had the idea and my husband <laughs> did all the work. <laughs> so you can imagine, I now think it's a wonderful idea to get a polytunnel and to do it on a bigger scale. And the reason a polytunnel is useful in Ireland is just because it extends the growing season. And so yes. you can grow, there are things that you wouldn't be able to grow here unless you grew them in a polytunnel. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea. And I want to have raised beds so that I can, because if I have raised beds, you know, then I can do some of it, right? Because there's yeah. no, it's not on the ground and that wouldn't be safe for me. So yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah, I think this is brilliant and just <laughs> ingenious. And in Ireland, of course, there's a lot of agriculture. So polytunnels, a wide variety are available, like all different sizes, every size you can think of, like, I'm not even kidding. And they're all easy, easy, easy to find and not expensive oh, nice. because it's so common. So anyway, I think this is brilliant. My husband, <laughs> on the other hand, does not <laughs> think this is a good idea. And he's probably right, Joe. This probably would be more work for him. I mean, I'm enthusiastic, but I, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that would work out. But I really want to have, you know, I want to have like regular vegetables available and mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to grow them we'll see i also want to have chickens but i understand i'm probably not gonna have chickens <laughs> i know because he does not my husband is laying down the law he is not interested <laughs> in chickens but anyway we'll forgive him it's all right yes my yes. neighbors my neighbors have chickens oh nice Oh, do they give you eggs sometimes or do you no, buy some from them? No, no, uh, I, because they only have like three, I think they have three bantams. And so those are smaller hens and they don't lay like as many eggs. Uh. They have one of those wonderful, have you ever seen the, it's a chicken coop that mm -hmm. you pull. It has like wheels so what? that, oh, it's so good. So you can move them to different parts of your grass, of your lawn or your garden, because of course the best food for them is like natural food, right? Like bugs yeah. and grasses and things like that. So that way, because chickens will kind of strip away, if you leave them in the same spot, you know, they'll kind of strip away the yard and mm -hmm. then they won't have that natural food. So you can pull it along it's small and so you can't have a lot of chickens so this was a long story about why they can't sell <laughs> eggs <laughs> this is a terrible story i'm so sorry i, I apologize to everyone uh they don't have extra You're eggs. A story teller. what Ooh. did they expect <laughs> what did they expect friends friends maybe we should talk about a little writing update well Ooh, now, yes we we did have the update of mrs frenchie's evil ring and the six months that changed everything mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, in during NaNoWriMo, which is in November, I started a new book and Ooh. that kind of surprised me. I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting it, but that's okay. It was welcome. Uh, hey, it's always welcome when you have a great new story that you're excited about and want to dive into. And I, I have to tell you, I've come very far in the development of this story. Now that's not necessarily word count. But I know the point of view and I know the characters and I know the beginning and the ending. I, I knew the basic framework of the beginning and the ending when I started NaNoWriMo for the first time ever. I usually don't know that much about a new story. But now, oh, friends, I know the details. I know how this is not going to be the darkest, most depressing story. <laughs> 
because it's based on a true crime and like, <laughs> well, no, it's not based on that. It starts off, the beginning of the book is a true crime, an actual crime that occurred. And then what happens next? Mm. But I, but that sounds depressing, but it's not, <laughs> it's beautiful and it's kind of lovely Aww. and human and warm. And then in the second act, a whole other business comes up. We don't really even talk about that anymore. And then in the third act, we go somewhere else entirely and we have a wonderful, happy ending that makes sense. Ah. And it's also warm and meaningful and hopefully kind of gives people hope. And it sounds like you love it, which is also a great sign when you love the story that you're writing because mm. it translates, you know? It's so true, too. You have to love <laughs> your story because you're going to spend so much time mm -hmm. with it. Yes. You know? I, I do. I really do love it. It's not the book I expected. I mean, this idea, a vague notion for the third act of this book has been rolling around in my head for nearly a decade but I couldn't figure out how to start it. And I had nothing. And I would try and I would do little treatments and I would do little and nothing. It wasn't, it didn't make sense. It wasn't interesting. It was too unidimensional. And I realized that the third act of the book alone wasn't really an arc. It wasn't, there wasn't enough meat there, right? So yeah, then when I read about this true crime, <laughs> kind of made a little bridge and yay crime <laughs> that sounds wrong but um but it was a starting point for me that's what it gave me it gave me the starting point and then in the second act i realized i could insert something i've always wanted to write about Ooh. that's a whole other thing so yes and now it's very meaty now it, the challenge will be keeping it under ninety thousand words because now there's so much to say which is great and fun and happy. And I love it. You know, you remind me of um, JL. She's the author of Wings of Ebony. And she put something on Twitter recently. And um, or was it Instagram? I think it was Instagram, which was very inspirational. And it sounded kind of like what you're saying, how, you, you know, you kept doing like bits and pieces over here, you know, um, and going back to that story. And then something just like opened up for you. And then you went, you know, you went ahead um, through the story to write it and all of that. And she was speaking about something similar for a book that she's writing, um, mm. or that she's done drafting right now. Um, if her Instagram, yeah, that's what she says on her Instagram. And it was kind of like that. She kept going back to it, you know, getting out of it and going back, doing a lot of rewrites. I think she sounds like a discovery writer too, Robin. Ooh. Yeah. Cause she was doing a lot of that. You know, she was like, she was getting to know her story with the various rewrites that she was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so. almost, that's the way I've written every book, every mm -hmm. short story, everything up till now. This is the first time I've ever had an outline. And I, I started NaNoWriMo with a, you know, a vague outline, like a skeletal outline. Mm -hmm. But like, even that, even that is very interesting and different for me. And that's been fun. And now I have a detailed outline. Ooh. which is something I've never had before, but I think it might be, I don't want to say I think it's a good idea, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is saving me time. I mean, I love discovery writing because, you know, which is also called being a pantser. I love it because <laughs> I love the adventure. I love the adventure of sitting down to the page and literally discovering 
the story and what mm-hmm. happens next and what are those characters going to do now? It's so much fun. It's so engaging. But it does take longer because there is more editing ultimately and more gen- generally more drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, maybe other people are better, but that's at least for me. But this time, of course, there will be five drafts. But at my first draft, I have the whole story. It's amazing. I'm that is shocked. so good. Look at you. Aww. Look at me growing up. I'm growing up. You're growing up. I'm so it's- proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. At 227, our little baby is finally growing up. Never too late. <laughs> never too late. Oh, really? Truly take me as your example. It is never too late. Yes. That is absolutely that is for a fact. sure. Yeah. That is a fact. <laughs> a fact. I had to stop. Now, this will be interesting. You know mm-hmm. the author V.E. Schwab, Victoria Schwab? Mm-hmm. She is an excellent writer. I read, oh, what, what is her book? The Life of Addie, Addie LaRue. Hmm, I can't remember the full title. But Friends, you know, it came out last year. It was a brilliant book. I love her as an author, but I had to stop following her on Instagram. Why? Do you know why? No. Que pasó? What happened? I was getting low self-esteem. <laughs> why okay she had a post no it was in her stories where she talked about which of her books and you know she's like 31 by the way uh uh, yeah mm -hmm. you're gonna see some bad energy here bad behavior on my part uh and she was talking about which of her books already has a movie or a tv deal and it was like a 10 minute long story Uh. (laughs) and i was like i am old and I am never going to have 10 TV deals. <laughs> I'm too old. I just felt too depressed, Joa. So I, I unfollowed her temporarily. I love her. I mean, I find her very inspiring. I use her daily organization. She has this great daily chart she uses yeah. to, to, for her work and for violin practice and meditation, all this stuff. I use oh, that. Wow. I copied that right from her. Thank you very much for showing us in your stories. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> And I love her and I think she's doing very well, but just this moment that just weighed heavy on me. So I kind of said, I'm going to unfollow her for a minute. And then about two months from now, I'm going to go, why don't I follow V.E. Schwab? (laughs) Follow her. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It makes you feel better. Yeah. Got to do whatever it takes to just kind of keep on Mm -hmm. talking. So Since we're trucking, Joa, <laughs> do you know what time it is, Joa? Joa. What time is it? It's time, time to go save the world. <gasps> One book at a time. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like what you hear, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us at robinandjoa.com.